The origin of these broadcasts is unknown. What you are listening to is the recordings of intercepted transmissions. today sorry about that it's 11 40 and i'm not an alcoholic today um, i'm always an alcoholic but i just forgot the mirrors i just have eaten two handfuls of trick cereal um and i just am not up to par with my alcohol drinking right now especially after last weekend i know i was in the hospital you almost died almost died not really i mean but like i had a really high fever so I was worried. I kept telling Des, like, Des, what's wrong? Fix her. Fix me. I wanted to be fixed, too. I mean, that was misery. So what was it? Uh, A kidney uh, infection. But it's weird because, like, um, they were like, well, you would know if you had a kidney infection. And I was like, it doesn't hurt. Like, Mm. I feel my kidney hurt when I breathe, but, like, it doesn't hurt otherwise. Yeah. And they were like, no, nah, that's not a kidney infection then. Like, that's what my nurse was saying. I knew my nurse, too. And he was like, no, nah, you should be, like, vomiting, like, severe mm. pain. And I was like, well, I don't have any of that. I just have this 103.5 fever. Like, do what you want with it. Yeah. Um, that's and crazy. they were like, well, turns out you have a kidney infection. Don't know how you're not in pain. Here's some Tylenol. <laughs> they wanted to keep me overnight, <laughs> but I'm not no baby back bitch. Yeah, I, was, I, I thought you were going to be overnight, too. Yeah, they wanted to keep me overnight. Cody said that I should stay overnight, but it was like 2 a.m. I'm like, well, I'm not running a fever anymore. Like, let's just go home. And then I ran a fever for three more days. Yeah. So, probably should have stayed, but... (sighs) So, you're through the thick of it? I'm through the thick of it. Good. I haven't had a fever in a few days. Um, I don't have to take my antibiotic anymore. Oh, that's good. Yeah. My PCP has called me like a good 15 times trying to get me in for a follow-up. But I'm just mad at them because I told them I had a kidney infection the day before I spiked that fever. And they said, no, you don't. I thought you were going to say you're, you've been taking PCP. I'm like, what? No, my primary care physician. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of PCP. How's <laughs> Are you trying to segue right there? Yeah, but. Oh, I was going to ask how your horse stuff has been going. Oh, it's been so good. He's been so good. Um. Actually, the day that I spiked a fever, I had a lesson scheduled at like 530. Uh. And I was texting Cody. No. So I spiked the fever Wednesday night after a photo shoot. And then Thursday, I was telling Cody Thursday morning when I woke up with it. I was like, should I still do my lesson? And he was like, I would just feel it out, see what happens. Yeah. And then by like one, I still felt like crap. So I texted my trainer. I was like, can you just like ride him instead? She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. By the by, five o'clock, I was or six. I was in the hospital. So, jeez, <clears throat> yeah. 
But he's been so good. I'm having trouble. Um, so the right now I go starter. So it goes baby starter, starter, beginner, novice, novice, training, so on. Um, right now I'm doing starter. For cross country? For all of it. Oh. And in order to move up to beginner, novice, there's a bug. I just saw a bug. Um, I think it's like an ant. I have to be able to jump this stupid ditch. And I can jump the ditch, but yeah. the first time I go up to the ditch, every fucking time, I just forget to ride. Oh, so, like, man. that's my struggle right now. But he's been so good about it. Like, that's also the ditch that he launched me off on and uh, ran over me. Yeah. So, like, I think I have PTSD. Don't know. But it's going good. How's work going? Um, Still, like, busy because we're understaffed and we only, I, I still work night shift and there's only two of us and... As a whole, we're supposed to have 17 technicians, and we only have six. <gasps> so we're like we're desperately hiring, but no one wants to work. No one wants to do the school. No, no, nah, I don't even think we're doing the school anymore. I think it's just on the job training now. Really? That's how, how much y'all start at? Um, eighteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. So if any of you out there want to be a diesel tech, it's pretty good. Pretty good money to be made, and company's all right. It's a dealership. What about your new hobby? How's that going? Oh, I did pretty bad yesterday. Ryan's a fisherman. <laughs> I lost like $30 in tackle. <gasps> yeah, I got hung up in the trees a couple of times. I just didn't feel like getting it out. So I was like, fucking, oh my God, thank God you brought that up. I was so fucking pissed at you yesterday. At me? At you. What did I do? You, you text me while I was fishing. I looked down at my phone. <gasps> I looked back up and my frog's underwater. I'm like, fuck. And I pull back so hard. Frog comes flying out of the water. It, it could have been a good one, but who knows? It probably wasn't. So I was like, God damn it. I caught one little one yesterday. That was it. But you need to get AirPods and wear them while you're fishing. That way you can like hear my text. I do, I do have AirPods. I just didn't bring them. You should wear them because that's what I do like when I'm riding. I'll like have my phone tucked right here. Yeah. And then when somebody texts me, it reads it out loud to me and I can decide whether I want to text back or not. It reads it out to you? Yeah. It'll oh, say I didn't like, know that. Like it'll say, Ryan, set, Ryan Guilford. Like your, so your name in my phone is Ryan Guilford Newest because you, you should always get new phones. Oh. <laughs> so it'll say, Ryan Guilford Newest said. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I'm about to get a new phone. See? See? No, same number, but it's... I can upgrade next month. I could upgrade like two months ago, but I'm waiting for the new one to come out. Oh, yeah. You told me. Yeah. I think I'm going to wait too because I want I want to go back to the bigger yeah, bigger phone. Yeah. I can never go back to smaller. Um, Fourth of uh, July. Oh, what were you saying? I was going to say I saw your your car wash photo shoot. It looked like you and Cody made a baby at the car wash. <laughs> How'd you know? Who told you? I think I follow Sarah on Facebook. No, so I, I meant that we made a baby, but it was so funny. Oh. There were so many people. <laughs> there were so many people like watching us. Where, like, what, what car wash was it? We were over in Indiana, which is ironic. It's a car wash that I used to go to as like a teenager. Oh. You know, with my car people. Mm -hmm. Um. So we were over there 
and people were like looking and this one guy like there was one guy walking down the road there were fucking roosters right next door so i couldn't stop looking at the roosters <laughs> and there was one guy starts walking down the road and cody's like i'm holding eye contact with this man i don't know why oh <laughs> like, my stuff. gosh one guy wa- kept like looking and he like finally walked over and he was like is this a diesel and like we're like in the middle of fucking taking pictures like i'm on the <laughs> ground he's like pouring soap on me man's is like is this a diesel <laughs> i think he knew the answer he just wanted to come over there he did but it was so much fun it, yeah it looked it looked like a, a lot of fun it was fun she's got all kinds of fun ones she wants to do um so that was her idea yeah like that's her idea thing? that's pretty yeah, cool she was like do you think cody would and i was like i don't give him a fucking choice he yeah <laughs> yeah so that's cool yeah still no um like people wanting to sign you? Nope. I applied for two agencies in LA. Don't ask me why I did that, but I haven't heard back. So that'd be cool to start traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Fly back and forth. I could, I should apply for a few agencies here, but I was like, go big or go home. Yeah. And haven't heard back. So I should probably humble myself. And well, if you do the smaller ones, you could like build, build a portfolio or whatever. Yeah, I'm just struggling to find, like, the um, balance right now between, like, Breeze and that. And then, since I've been sick, so many, like, in the past week, probably, like, five photographers have reached out to me. But I haven't felt awesome, you know? So, I'm, like, yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Life. It'd be like that. Um, speaking uh Speaking of life being like that. And not being, awesome, feeling awesome. Segways. Chester, the... Don't. Man behind Cheetos. I thought you were going to say Chester the Molester. Oh, since you brought it up. Chester the Molester, Bennington. No, he was not a molester. Quite opposite, actually. Quite opposite. So. Where do we even start? I'll just go through what everyone else probably knows already. Okay. Um, Chester Bennington... Probably know him as the front man for Lincoln Park, but he had a couple other bands that people probably don't know about. Born March 20th, 1976 in Phoenix, Arizona. Started his career as lead vocals with Lincoln Park, and they debuted their album Hybrid Theory in 2000, and it became the best-selling album of the decade. I think he went platinum like 11 times. Probably. I think it was like either 11 or 13. I remember back in high school, I was like, well, one of my main CDs I carried with my Walkman. Walkman? <laughs> before the iPhone, first iPhone came out. Or before iPods were like really popular. I had an MP3 player too. Yeah, his his first band, the band that he was in like before he got the call, mm-hmm. it was called Grey Days. But like, like, di- like D-A-Z-E. Oh, yeah. Slick, huh? Yeah, pretty. And I also read... I don't know if this is true or not, but that um, Hybrid Theory was originally going to be like the name of the band. Oh, that's cool. I didn't see that. Yeah. Originally. And they were like, fuck that. That still would have been a cool band name. Too. Right. Hybrid Theory. Yeah. Um, so they put out a lot. Linkin Park put out a lot of um, albums after that one went so good. Um, Reimagination or Reanimation in 2002. Meteora in 2003. That was a good one. Um, live in Texas album in 2003. I listened to that. I like live, like the live albums and stuff. Uh, Minutes to Midnight in 2007. A lot of you would know that because I was a soundtrack to Transformer, the first Transformers movie. 
um, <clears throat> Road to Revolution, 2008. I don't think I listened to that one at all. A Thousand Sons was another good one in 2010. Living Things in 2012. Recharge in 2013. The Hunting Party in 2014. And One More Light in 2017. Did you know that Minutes to Midnight was like a reference to Doomsday? Was it really? Mm, it's like it was like a reference to the world ending. Um, That's pretty. Cool. I had another thought, but I can't remember what I was gonna say. Oh, in the beginning, like all the records or the albums that they put out, is honestly, if you think about it, not normal. Like they put a lot out quick. Yeah, the, I like mean the first. Four? First four years were back to back to back, right? And, and two of them in the same year. That's a that's a lot. Yeah, a lot. Um, I don't know how they didn't get overwhelmed. Um, but so you go on, you go on. I'll piggyback off you. Well, the last one in 2017 was the year he passed away, mm-hmm. July 20th, 2017. Um, so we'll get into like. The, the, the suicide details. and if he was murdered and all that stuff. But um, he started his, or while he was with Lincoln Park, he did a side project called Dead by Sunrise in 2005. It was a rock band and he was the lead singer. And the genre, genre was, uh, I think to me it was like soft rock. Like it wasn't as hard as Lincoln Park was. A little more calm. Um not as much like electronics in it. It was just gotcha. st- straight guitar and singing and drums. And I listened to a couple of their couple of those songs, and the lyrics are still deep and emotional, mm-hmm. like Lincoln Park was. So that was pretty cool to listen to. Um, and then in 2013, he joined Stone Temple Pilots just to help him release a high rise album. Which was super cool because that was his favorite band as a kid. Yeah, like he yeah. like would jam out to them all the time. So that that was must have been a cool opportunity. And then he did a he acted in a couple movies, Crank, Crank High Voltage, and Saw 3D. I remember him in Saw. I don't remember him 3D well, or whatever. I hated Saw, so oh, I so don't good. remember that. Yeah. Um, but all his parts were small. He didn't need no parts. Yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah. from what I was reading, though, like when he was cocky when he was younger. He, oh, are you that, was it, that was it from my notes. But... Oh, um, when he was younger, he was cocky. So I want to say when he was like eight. Um, so like you said, he was born in Arizona. Mm-hmm. When he was eight, he started getting molested. Yeah. Until he was 13. It ended when he was 13, um, which later come to find out like once he came out about that later on in his career it was like one of his deepest darkest secrets once he came out about it um it was someone that his whole family knew but once his dad found out about it and reached out to him chester found out that his abuser was abused so he didn't Uh. press charges or anything he was like i know that this guy felt what i felt yeah so like that's enough for me Man, that takes a lot of strength to do that. A lot. Um, So by age 16, he was like, you know, I probably partied a little when I was 16, but he was, he wasn't even partying. He was on a a bender, like an absolute bender. He would um, 
acid was their thing. They were mm-hmm. they like you know sixteen. You're normally like drinking, maybe smoking a little devil's lettuce. No, yeah. Man's is doing acid with his friends when they couldn't get a hold of acid or couldn't afford it because acid's not cheap. No. And they did this shit daily. Um, they turned to meth, started doing between his friends an eight ball of meth a day. Um, Opium. Yep. Um, and cocaine. Yep. Yeah. But it was like mostly meth because it was cheap, mm-hmm. cheaper. Yeah. And like did more for them. Um, you can't make it yourself. Like, uh, And they were like smoking it out of a bong. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I have a recipe if you want to know. Just hit no. me up. No. <laughs> What's his name off um, Breaking Bad? Uh, Jesse? No. Oh, uh, um, he- Einstein? Or not yeah. Einstein. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Heisenberg. Yeah, Heisenberg. Heisenberg. I love that show. Do they do meth? What do they cook? Uh, they cook crystal. Oh. Or yeah, I guess it was. No, it was. Meth? Crystal meth? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I don't know. Did you see his run-in with the Mexican mafia? No. He had a run-in with the Mexican mafia. I don't remember what age. I want to say it was also 16. It was between 16 and 18, but I want to say it was 16. He was chilling with his friends, you know, yeah, hitting a rip with some meth in it, and everybody's quiet. He's like, what the fuck's going on? He looks up, and there's like, I think, a group of like three to five men at the front door, and everybody's quiet, oh, and they're shit. like, what? what? What's happening? What's happening? Um, And then he looks up, and his friend has a pistol to his head, not to Chester's head, but like his, like the guys have a pistol to Chester's head. Chester gets pistol whipped and the mafia like takes them for all they have, you know, like money, everything. Wow. Takes a bike, takes a fucking bicycle. So Chester's walking home. He's like, I'm fucking done with drugs. I'm fucking done with drugs. Um, So that is when he started turning into alcohol. Yeah. Because he, he was, he was like, I'm done with drugs. I don't want no Mexican mafia after me. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So he quits cold turkey, but then starts drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, So then that was just like, of an ongoing thing by 23 23 23 he was married with a son from a previous relationship yeah. um working a nine to five you know i think he was a uh tech he did something on the computer some type of analysis on the computer uh i don't i didn't see that point. i don't remember but he fucking hated it so he's working this nine to five getting drunk every night you know and he gets a call he has a phone call from somebody named jeff blue Jeff Blue. Can I double check that? He worked at Burger King too. Earlier on? Before, yeah, before his musical career. Yeah, Jeff Blue, which was a producer, right? With a record, yeah, record producer with a record label. And he calls him. He's like, hey, I'm trying to do a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you thinking? And Chester's cocky as hell. He's like, man, I'm about to give you your next big break. That's awesome. Sitting behind his nine, his little computer at his nine to five. He said, I'm about to give you your next big break. A few days go by and he calls the guy back, which mind you, he's, no, he was about to turn 23. About to turn 23, you're about to turn 24 when this happened. They're having a birthday party without him because he's like, I gotta go to fucking LA and sing for Jeff Blue. Uh. Um, so he, he calls Jeff. He's like, when am I coming out? And dude's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I need you to record first. I need to hear what you sound like first. And, um, he just holds his 
the phone up to a tape record or uh, like a recording of him singing. He's yeah. like, so when am I f- coming out? Like, here's my voice. And the dude's like, all right, come out. Sweet. So he goes out and it's basically like this big audition for Lincoln Park, which I really read the hybrid theory was what it was first supposed to be. So I think at the time it was hybrid theory. They're all doing this, this tryout. He gets there and he thinks it's just, he kind to me, it sounded like he thought he had the job. Yeah. And he shows up and it's auditions. So there's all kinds of fucking people. Like he gets up there and he kills it. And they're like, okay, go sit back down. So he's pissed. He's like, I'm, I'm leaving. So he starts to get up to walk out and they call his name and they're like, we fucking love you. Like you've got the gig. So that's how Lincoln Park started. Um, they hated him, like as a person. Yeah, I saw that. They did not like Chester Bennington as a person because at this point he was doing drugs again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the band members would kind of just drink and have fun, and not Chester. Chester yeah. was in like a dark place. He would like take it to the next level. Took it to the next level, so he just kind of isolated himself, which is a sign mm-hmm. of problems. Um, so they hated him. I mean, they did not like him. Um, he finally got out of his rut, got divorced, and that's when he got closer with the band because he started going to therapy with the band. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Like, you have to put a whole lot of pride aside mm-hmm. to go to therapy with your band. So I guess that's when they started, like, enjoying each other's company. They probably, um felt more like a family at that point right they're like man wants help it's not just him being a raging asshole all the time anymore like we know he has a problem and he wants help Mm -hmm. so and then i think around that same time he became really good close good friends with chris cornell Mm -hmm. and uh that's a whole nother thing we could go off on but um they def- or Which I think we should go up on because when I was like listening to stuff about this, mm-hmm. there was more Chris Cornell than Chester Bennington. Yeah. I think there's more conspiracy around Chris Cornell. <clears throat> but the whole... Look at that fucking spider. Where? Right there. See oh, it? Yeah. Okay, keep good going. De- good decoration. Um... But his whole, like, early life was a lot of check check marks for... Problem child. Yeah, like depression and everything. But all those early rock bands, or any band back then, like, every singer had some type of mental problem or depression. He was in a... um, Sorry, my hair's falling. He was in a program called... Rock to Recovery, mm-hmm. which was literally just for yeah rock stars. Yeah, because his parents divorced and the abuse thing and drugs at an early age and getting picked on at school. It's like perfect recipe, you know? Right. Recipe for disaster. So, the fast forward to his death. Um, I read that... Okay, first Chris Cornell pass away and they said it was suicide um which i don't that hit him hard too did you know he sang at his funeral yeah that is so sad hallelujah yeah by jeff buckley that is so sad and then two months not even two months later maybe a little more than two months 
um, was Chester's death. And both were such a big impact to the music industry that no one, like no one was expecting it. It was like such a surprise because, um, Chester was doing better with the recovery, like with his therapy. Oh yeah, he was like six months sober at this point. Everybody said he was the happiest that he's been. Yeah. And his second wife, I forget her name, but. Talina? Yeah. Something like that. But they're in a good place, like. Their relationship was healthy and everything. Yeah, they were on a, a family vacation. They were on a family vacation in Arizona. And they just bought that house and, I don't know, it's just kind of weird, but... It's really weird. So they were on their family vacation in Arizona and she's like, he says, hey, I need to run back to LA. I have a um, TV thing to record. And, like, that's normal. So mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, 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 just go back early. Like, meet you there, you know. And he is... We know for a fact that he went in. He grabbed one single beer. So I read he grabbed one beer, but toxicology or like the um, report says that there was one Corona, like half of a Corona, and then a Stella Artois bottle in there. Yeah. Um, And the housekeeper found him the next morning. Yeah, which uh, that... The investigation was bullshit because um, the law enforcement response or lack lack of was, like, pathetic. Like, only a couple cops showed up to the call. Really? Yeah. And the so I'm reading from a local website in L.A., and it says the rushed initial assessment of suicide by a lead officer on the scene caused the wheels of justice for Bennington's family to immediately come to a grinding halt. Um, Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) The decision to call the fire department and the chaplain without even conferring with homicide detectives immediately excluded the possibility of investigating potential foul play at the scene of Bennington's death. So the way that law enforcement handled everything was like super sketchy. And they walked in and they said suicide. Yeah, they didn't do um, like a full um, like incident report. Um, L.A. County Medical Examiner's Office both confirmed the residence was never secured nor searched, uh, nor was evidence collected at the scene despite the multiple glaring indicators foul play could potentially have been involved. So... I couldn't, I could, I found a toxicology report. Mm-hmm. Um, the first drug screenings like came back positive for ecstasy, but then the next two didn't. Yeah. So they assumed that it was like a false positive. He didn't have any drugs in his system. He just had a little bit of alcohol, not any, not enough to be under the influence. So, yeah. um, but like I couldn't find an autopsy. So with, Chris Cornell, I found that, like, his head was bashed in. He yeah. had broken ribs. I couldn't find anything. Because it probably got... It, I wonder if they even did. Surely they did an autopsy, but, like, it's either just... Either did or... Or either didn't or did, and it was, like, swept under the rug or something. Like, didn't release it. Because I did. I read that about Chris Cornell. I just couldn't find anything on Chester Bennington, which I thought was really weird. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I found a toxicology, but, like... And then the housekeeper, you said, um, says that the details revealed by the housekeeper to 
to immediate family never made it into the report. So there's like, uh, just like all these things are pointing to someone's trying to hide something or it wasn't a suicide. Right. Um, yeah. So like all his, fam- even Nikki six, did you see what Nikki, Nikki six is? No. He had talked to him a few days before and said he was like, happy go lucky. Sound like he was doing good. Talking about recovery and like best, that best mindset Chester had been in fucking Nikki six is saying this. Yeah. And then his wife is like, yeah, like, n- like, I've seen the signs in Chester because he's had failed suicide attempts. Like I've seen all the signs and they weren't there this time. She was like, yeah, I know they're like a switch, like isolation, mm-hmm. like hopelessness. I know it's like a switch that can flip any time, but I've seen it and it wasn't there this time. Hmm. Um, all his friends said that honestly, one of his friends said that like on the rock, rock and recovery or rock, whatever I said, um, program. One of his friends said that he even brought a freaking puppy one day. I was like, I just wanted y'all to meet my puppy. Like uh-huh. dude, dude sounded like he was in good headspace. And I know that that doesn't really matter, but, um, so what did you, did you find anything on the sex trafficking thing between him, Chris Cornell and Avicii? Yeah, there, uh, They're supposedly working on, I forget what the, so documentary like an expose. or something. Yeah, something, the silent children or something like that. And, um. Is it raining? It's starting to. Man, I had it pulled up. But, so they're, those three and even, uh, from what I read. There's another one. Kurt Cobain. No. There's reports of him speaking out about, um, what's it called? Sex trafficking? Yeah, sex trafficking in Seattle. He might not have been involved with these three, but. Yeah, he was, he was like, fuck you guys, look at this. Yeah. There was another guy. But they were looking into that and, um, which they could never prove that obviously, but also it could probably be hidden. Um, oh, you were, you were right. Kurt Cobain was not in with them, but like he was one of them. Um, Avicii, there was another guy I read about. That's going to make me angry. But yeah, um. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, about Anthony it? Bourdain. No, because I said that he was supposed to be. I did read that working but... on the sex trafficking thing. Is but it like Illuminati related? I kind of get those vibes, but there's no proof in the pudding. No. Hmm. So, what's your thought on it? Um, I think. Well, the whole sex trafficking thing, they're about to come out with that documentary that was, or whatever it was, that was supposed to bring light to the situation and drop some, like, serious names that are involved. Like some, I don't know if it was politicians or bigger... What's his name? Hollywood people. What's his name? What's his name? John Travolta? No. Tom Hanks? 
Yeah, Tom Hanks. Isn't he the one that people said like eats babies and shit? Something. I don't know, but with that whole industry, the whole Hollywood thing, is, you know, who knows what's going on? I'm sure something's going on. Right. But there's no telling like how deep it is. And I keep thinking like all this is just tied into Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. So we got to do that episode. We do do need to do Epstein. But um, I think something happened. I don't think it was a suicide. I wish that I could read deeper into it like I could with Chris Cornell. Like he was talking about like a fractured skull, broken ribs. Mm -hmm. There was blood under him even though he hung himself. Yeah. But like I I went back to all his, all a lot of Linkin Park's song, like lyrics and they're sad yeah they're so deep they're big sad and a lot of them were like chester singing about like it getting like whatever getting better and i don't know if he's referencing himself yeah but then there are some songs that are like like it doesn't even matter yeah tried so hard got so far in the end it doesn't matter i don't know i don't know i know that it could go either way i know that he had had suicide attempts but like it just sounds like he was in a really good place you Mm -hmm. know and he had kids i think he had five boys yeah like i don't know and the whole and with chris passing away and then him not even two months later is like wasn't it on his wasn't it on chris cornell's like 51st birthday 50? Yeah, it might have been 51. I don't know. I think it was 51. But just how close it was is just, you know. Right. Too shady. Something. And we'll never know. That's the shitty part. Have you seen those TikToks that is like, yeah, Chester Bennington died on Chris Cornell's birthday. I don't remember what day or how old. Chester was 41. I want to say that Chris Cornell was like 51. Oh my gosh. Me stumbling across a tweet that Chester Bennington made about Chris Cornell. Mm. It's a whole note. Dear Chris, I dreamt about the Beatles last night. I woke up with Rocky Raccoon playing in my head. And a concerned look on my wife's face. She told me, my friend has just passed away. Thoughts of you flooded my mind and I wept. I'm still weeping with sadness as well as gratitude for having shared some very special moments with you and your beautiful family. You have inspired me in ways you could never have known. Your talent was pure and unraveled. Your voice was joy and pain, anger and forgiveness, love and heartache all wrapped up into one. I suppose that's what we all are. You helped me understand that. I just watched a video of you singing A Day in the Life by the Beatles and thought of my dream. I'd like to think you were saying goodbye in your own way. I can't imagine a world without you in it. I pray you find peace in the next life. I send my love to your wife and children, friends and family. Thank you for allowing me to be part of your life. With all my love, your friend. That's so sad. He looked up to him so much. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think it's wild that he died on He passed away on his birthday. Yeah. And I saw that um, Chris Cornell did background vocals on one of Linkin Park's songs and Aaron Lewis from um was it Stained? He without you. No, that's three hours in. Um uh <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, that one. Yeah, been a yeah, while. Yeah. yeah, he did like there's a lot of um 
like big names that did some songs with Linkin Park. It was pretty cool. Because they were insane. I mean, yeah. Linkin Park was absolutely insane. And there were so many people that like related to Linkin Park when he passed away. All like oh. the tribute videos. Yeah, and they kept um, a bunch of people like sent messages and tweeted Chester's widow or uh, late wife or whatever. Not late wife. That would mean she's dead. You're correct by saying oh, widow. widow. Yeah. <laughs> um, just so much encouraging stuff oh, and gosh, yes. telling her like how much Chester was a part of their life and how they can't go on. They can't picture themselves going on, but they are to honor him, to honor Chester. And, you know, a lot of singers, um, especially when we did the Kurt Cobain episode, mm -hmm. a lot of singers touched so many people. You oh know? my gosh. Like all the songs he made, like, yeah, they were sad. He made really sad songs, but like it, it was comforting to people to know that like, cause there's so many sad people and they're, they're listening to this music and they're like, this man has everything he could ever want. And mm -hmm. he's still sad. It's kind of like humbling yeah like it's okay to be sad it's normal to be sad like you're not alone we yeah. can get through it so i think it's ironic that he got so many people through mm -hmm. so much shit and yeah because if you're in a deep spot like music's one of those things that could help you get you away. know get out of it or whatever and, yeah um, it's just crazy how powerful music is and these guys like chester and chris cornell and kurt cobain um kind of did that to show people you know it's pretty cool yep so that's our episode on chester bennington yeah and it was good i it love was, i liked good. it just like the kurt cobain episode but we'll definitely do a chris cornell one um, Avicii would be cool and that motherfucker jeff Esch, jeffy jeff epstein jeffy jeffy. <laughs> jeffy my name is jeff my name is jeff um and that will well, kind of, I think after we do all those... It'll come full circle. Maybe do like a recap episode on how... Everything. It's all interweb, but definitely a lot of stuff to look into. If you want to do um, some research on your, not, on your own, um, if you find anything that we didn't talk about, let us know. Put it on the Facebook page or send us a DM or whatever because we'd like to hear it and probably use it in our next episode or whatever. Yeah. Also, I'm going to plug the suicide hotline. I don't know if he committed suicide or not, but, you know, he had sad music, yeah. sad people. Um, suicide hotline for America, I'm not sure if it's different elsewhere, is 800-273-8255. And I think you can text that number, too. Yeah, we'll put it, I'll put it on the show notes um, just, you know, for people out there. Right, if you're struggling. Or if you want to reach out to us, we're here, you know. Yeah, so. I got free time. I could talk. So yeah. And we're on opposite schedules, so, you know. Yeah. Um, follow us on facebook.com backslash the conspiracy burrito. Um, our subgroup. Taco truck. Taco truck. Conspiracy burrito. Taco. T-A-L-K-O. Truck. Because we're supposed to be talking in there, but. We, look, we have hit some big old speed bumps, but we're getting, we're getting it back. Um, Instagram, the official conspiracy burrito. Patreon. Patreon dot com backslash backslash black slash like dave says um conspiracy burrito podcast i think on that one um we got oh our t-shirts are being designed right now or the the design for the t-shirt so that'll be coming out um we still have koozies and stickers so little as a dollar 
$5 or you can be a California burrito just like that one. We also need to just post those for like sale in the group. Yeah. We should do that. Um, so yeah, Nutland. Shout out Nutland. Yeah. So. Shout out Jessica. Shout out Cody Palmer. Um, is your brother? Yeah, your brother is, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, he messed up on a payment or something, but he just renewed it or whatever. But Good old Sean. Shawnee. Yeah. Uncle Shawnee. Thank you for our supporters. And if you want to help the show, just check out Patreon. And, you know, you don't have to pay every month. You can make one-time donations, whatever. Mm-hmm. Every little thing helps. To keep the show going and to make it better. Also, if you want to contribute to our sticker table, if you have any stickers lying oh, around yeah. your house that you don't want. We'll post a picture of that, too, so you can see. And Yeah. It's a some. beer keg with a top on it, and there's lots stickers, of room on yeah. the beer keg to put more stickers. So Yeah. So, yeah, holla. Peace out, Girl Scout. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a sucker. Transmission terminated.